Am I unmuted? Are you hearing me? Yes. Okay. Yes. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It's a pleasure to be here this morning because what this has done for me every time that the Lord gives me an opportunity like this, it grows me in him. So it is a pleasure. And this morning, as we were preparing and praying before we actually came on the line, I, I always pay keen attention to the prayers because I do believe that's where the Holy Spirit, you know, leads a lot of times, especially when, you know, when I'm to speak, I listen carefully to what is being said. And it's exactly what is full disclosure this morning. We're waiting upon the Lord to hear from him. I have no script. My script is from the Lord. I'm coming to share with you. I'm not a preacher. I don't have a sermon. And I can't say we're going to have a discussion because it's it's a one-way thing right now. But I'm going to share with you as the Holy Spirit leads me. And so it will not be the norm, what you're used to. But we have asked the Holy Spirit to have his way today. And that's exactly what I am. I know he will do because when we surrender, that's what he does. So here I am. Thank you for inviting me. The word today is about peace. And when I heard the word first, it really quickened my spirit because I looked at Luke chapter 2, verse 14. And for the first time in my life, and I'm not young, I'm over 50, and I've been in church for a while, since my teen, my teens. And I tell you, this word was illuminated in my spirit that day. This is it. For to us a child is born, for to us a son is given. No, I'm sorry, that's not it. Luke 2, um, 11. Luke 2, verse 14, which speaks of glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Somehow, my brothers and sisters, that word jumped out at me. On whom his favor rests. And it meant something more than what I used to say in Sunday school. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Goodwill, peace, goodwill toward men. It said something else to me. It said to me, on whom is favor rests. It means that I asked a question. I said, Lord, does that mean you came for everybody? You came for all men. You brought peace to the earth. But the peace of God, the peace of God comes to on whom your favor rests. 
And I would imagine that your favor will rest on those who are his. That's what came to me. And it sparked that interest in the word peace. I started looking at it. But before we go any further, one of the things that have been coming to me since, and as I said, I'm just sharing, right? I'm sharing my thoughts. One of the things that have been coming to me that there, it, it is almost hard, difficult for us, or impossible, I should say, to speak about peace if we don't even mention what's happening around us at this time. This is Christmas, and I know a lot of people all over the world, in America, outside of America, those who are in, you know, are, are hoping that the wars would end. We are all aware of the wars going around. The wars, the war in Ukraine, between Ukraine and Russia, the war in Israel, uh, with Israel and Palestine in that Middle East section. We have wars all over. We have wars. We have turf wars all over the world. And, you know, I look at it and I say, God, how can we? We have wars all over. And people are going in for peace. Lord, if we could even have just peace this Christmas with the Israeli war, there was a, a, a few days ago, we had some rest where they were, they, you know, they weren't shooting and they were sending over some of the hostages and so on. But that was temporary. But we cry for peace. We cry for peace. And, you know, We, we, we cry for peace all the time, but this peace, it comes and it goes. We had World War One, we had World War Two, World War, and a lot of us are looking, every time we have some unrest, even like now in the world, we're thinking that, hey, is this world, the beginning of World War Three? Because we know that it's, it's as if we expect, we always expect to be some turmoil. But man, everybody yearns for peace. Everybody yearns for peace. And when we think of peace, we always look, we, we always want to have that peace of mind. We always want to know that our loved ones are okay. And this is not the situation now because wars are all around. We think, we have unrest in our daily lives. We have unrest in at work. We have unrest in our, you know, at home. We have unrest all around us and we yearn for peace. And we, we will, I mean, many times we, when people think about peace, the peace in this world, we talk up, we think about the tranquility, we think about just being at rest and nothing to bother us. Nobody wants to be bothered. 
You want to be in a state of rest, that peace, a state of tranquility. That is how we would, you know, an easy way to define peace. But Jesus came as the Prince of Peace. As was, as was articulated in our scripture today, it was read from Isaiah, where it was promised that he would come as the Prince of Peace. When he, it was promised that he would come as the Prince of Peace, they were also going through a hard time in Israel. They were going through a rough time in Israel. They themselves were disobedient, and because of their disobedience, they were under the the Assyrians had them, you know, under some 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 really hard times, and so the the it was at that time of unrest and when they were really going through a rough time of disobedience and being pressured by the Assyrians that the Lord gave Isaiah this message from Isaiah that we read, read this morning from Isaiah chapter 6, chapter 9, verse 6, when the child was promised to us, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, God, promised the Prince of Peace then, and he promised it when there was turmoil going on. And then in Luke 2, which we just read, it was the announcement that the Prince of Peace was there. And at that time, when the announcement was made that the Prince of Peace is, has come, there was also unrest in Israel. They were expecting because of all that was happening around us, the Romans were upon them. They had them, they, 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 they had them, they were like their rulers at the time. And they were under that kind of bondage and they really wanted, they wanted to see this Messiah that was promised in, in, in I, that Isaiah had promised from that time. They are looking to see this Messiah come. And the Messiah, they, they craved to see this Messiah that they were under. It was hard times when the angels came and told them that the Christ is coming. One observation I made with all of this was that, hey, Every time peace is mentioned, every time the Lord addresses a prince of peace, whether he's telling by, by prophecy or that he, the angels have said that he's here, there is unrest. And I'm saying, it stands to reason that peace, there is no peace. We can't experience peace, the state of peace unless we are coming out of our within some state of unrest, some state of discomfort, some state of conflict. If there wasn't a war, the people, there is war now, and I'm sure people are saying, oh, we would want peace. If everything was nice and tranquil, nobody would be asking for peace because 
there's no need to ask for peace because everything seems is okay. So my I I, I did use from this that hey, there's always something that's happening. There's always conflict. And life is full of conflicts, life is full of happenings, life is full of, of war and discomfort. We can look into our everyday situations and we know it, it is nothing to, to you know, to hide from. It, it is no, it is no, no um, secret for anybody that there isn't, you know, conflict in our everyday lives. But peace, we desire peace because of this conflict. But then what comes to me is this, that there then, it can't be, peace there cannot be defined as this tranquil state. It, there must be another aspect of peace or there must be another peace as it were. And I would dare to say, I would want to say kingdom peace, Christ's peace is different. The peace that God promised and the Prince of Peace who God promised and the peace, Prince of Peace who has come to us is different. It's different. It's a different kind of peace. It's a kind of peace that we, that we experience Amidst, it's a calm and tranquility that we experience in our soul in the midst of difficult circumstances. In the midst, it's a calm that we experience despite external, external, external turmoil. And I thought about it and I said, but Lord, why are you always so different from the world? That's what makes him God. Because you're talking about tranquility and calm, and yet you're talking about turmoil and difficult situations. But that, that's our God. We know where we are. We know the situation we are in. This is a fallen world. The enemy is at us everywhere we turn, but God has come bring his peace. God has come to bring his peace. One, 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 one prayer that came up this morning, <laughs> you know, that, that, that thought that came was, let us not think of our intellect. Let us not just know what we know by by our intellect. There's nothing I'm saying today that all that we don't all know already. But today we want, we are asking the Lord to make it, <clears throat> sorry, become real to our spirits so that we can understand what it is to have the kingdom peace or the biblical peace. And that is what I really want to communicate to us. I really believe the Holy Spirit wants to communicate to us. He wants to communicate to, to those of us who have said yes to Christ and those of us who have not said yes, to, yet, yes to Christ yet. 
who have not found the Prince of Peace, who have not surrendered to him yet. I believe both sets of persons who may be listening today have something to gain from this little thought that we ought to walk in the biblical peace because that is what will bring us calm and tranquility amidst all that is happening around us. It's important because, as I said before, the, the, the verse that I read, where that the peace that Christ brings, it's to men on whom his favor rests. Wouldn't we want, wouldn't we want to experience this calm and tranquility? In experiencing this calm and tranquility in Christ, we first need to know him. We first need to say yes to him. So that we, because Jesus is the essence, Christ is the essence of love. He's the essence of hope. He's the essence, essence of peace, faithfulness, all of that, everything that, we speak of the, the peace. He came as a prince of peace in order for us to have the peace that he gives. We have to say yes to him. That makes sense. This is a time of giving and receiving. And we give, God gave Christ to us. God gave Jesus to us in this time when we commemorate his birth. He gave Jesus to us. Isn't it fitting that we should receive this gift that God has given to us? Not receiving this gift is, it, it's like just imagine yourself being presented with a gift. Some of us may be getting gifts later on in, in, in the month, next week or so. And I'm sure when we're handed these gifts from whomever, if we should just put it down and even just say thanks and put it down, that person is not going to feel good because they would have put a lot of thought in it and they would have wanted to know that what they give you, you will appreciate. And it is the same thing. I would look at it. If you just put it down, and you don't open it, and you don't, you know, see if it if it is something good for you, or show appreciation for it. That person is gonna go away feeling hurt, or feeling, oh boy, I wasted my time, I wasted my money, and they don't appreciate it. If we could, even, that's a simple illustration. But think of God that way. He sent His Son. His one and only son, the prince of peace to the whole entire world to send peace to the world. And it is for all of us to say, God, you sent this peace. Let me see 
let me accept this peace. Let me let 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 me take this gift that you have given me, so that I can live. God has called us to live. We can live in tranquility. We want we you know, if we accept the Prince of Peace. That's the first thing. And in accepting the Prince of Peace, we have peace with God. So why would you say you have peace with God? I wasn't at war with God, you would say. Yes. We weren't at war, as it were. We were not in relationship with him. We did not. It, just think about it. The example of the, uh, of the, of the gift again. Somebody hands you something, hands you a gift, and you put it down. And you don't pay it in the mind, you don't open it, you don't try to figure out what it is. God has given you the gift of Jesus, the gift of salvation, the gift of peace, his prince of peace. What are you doing with it? Are you accepting this peace? If we don't accept it, then we are out of alignment with God. In accepting that gift, we, rec we are reconciled to him. That's the first thing we need to do. Put ourselves in alignment with God. When we put ourselves in alignment with God, we want to, that's how we come to experience the peace of God. Because he now lives within us. His Holy Spirit comes within us. And he now lives within us. So many things happen in our lives. As I said before. We have. You know there, there are so many. Things that happen to us. Our emotions. Are, are, can be all over the place. We, we, we need emotional peace. We have deaths in our family. A lot of people have issues during, during, during the holiday season because everybody's talking about having a nice time and all of that. But I don't feel that way because, you know, I have bad memories at this time of year. Some of us are out of jobs. Some of us have, you know, a myriad of things happening around us. We have family issues one way or the other. We have, you know, we have challenges all around. Some of us are bogged down by just sheer of what's happening in the society. We feel hopeless. And our emotions are all over the place. Today you feel good and you're all right, you can manage and tomorrow, you, you feel like a mess. You can't make it. You feel like you can't bother. Jesus has come. The Prince of Peace has come to give us peace. And he said, how can Jesus give me peace when so much is happening around me? I'm a Christian and I can't feel contented because so much is happening around me and I don't even know what to do. I don't know where to turn. My rent, my pay. My rent is not paid. My, my, my light bill is not paid. I have no money. Things are happening to me that I thought that having accepted Christ as my savior, having taken on this Prince of Peace, everything will be okay. But no, it's not. And I don't feel good. What do you say to that? 
the, the Colossians 3.15 tells us, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. And you still say, how do I make the peace of God rule in my heart? When we accept this peace, when we accept this peace, Jesus Christ, he, he gives us the desire to know him more. As we open this package, he gives us a desire to know him more. And as we come, get closer to him, as we experience who he is, as we unwrap this package that God has given us, then we find that his peace takes over our lives. That sounds, you might say, but that that, that sounds kind of kind of way out. What do you mean this peace takes over my life? Jesus comes. And Jesus, as John tells us, he is a word. When we get to know the word, the word of God, when we get to, we read the word of God, we get to know him. The word of God is, is what keeps us going. The word of God is what gives us the power to overcome those emotions, gives us the power to overcome the situations we have. The word of God is the power we have to overcome our situations. And so it is essential for us to read it so that we can be one with the Father so that we can learn more about him and we can strengthen in him. I know many of us have situations and a lot of times when this we think about this emotional peace, it is hard to swallow, but it is a fact. I can tell of a, a personal a personal situation, a very personal situation where I've been in, where because of the word, God's word, he brought peace in the midst of a very difficulty in, in a, a tumultuous, I would think, I, I would say for me at the time, situation. Imagine, let me share this testimony with you. Imagine being at work. At work, I had one, one friend who I was very close to, another, a, a Christian friend. And they decided that they were going to do re reorganization and reshuffling. My, my friend worked in another department and I worked in another, you know, two different departments. My boss called me in one day and he said to me, Cheryl, we are doing some restructuring and we're, we're going to be moving you to depart, to the other, to the department. Let's call it department X. And you're gonna be taking over the job where 
my friend is, where ex is. He, I mean, my boss didn't know that, you know, as it's my friend and we're so close. When he told me that, I wasn't hearing anything else because I'm saying they're going to fire her and then I am going to be the person who's going to take her space. I said, oh my God, that one threw me, threw me to the curb. I didn't hear anything after that. I immediately got up out of the office and I just started walking. My head was in a total turmoil. How am I going to deal with this God? How am I, my, first of all, my friend is going to be, 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 be laid off. And then I am going to be the one who's going to be replacing. That was high turmoil for me at that time. And I said, God, I, I wasn't, I don't know what I was thinking. I was just walking. I just started walking. And I said, I did. I remember saying, God, 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 what do I do? What do I do? God, God, I felt it was a hard time for me. And in the midst of that, I just heard this song. I am the peacekeeper. I know the peacekeeper. I know him by name. I know the peacekeeper. He controls the wind and the waves. When he says, peace be still, they have to obey. And it just calmed me down. And I started to think logically. I came back to earth. I took back the elevator and I went upstairs. And I sat back in front of my, my boss. And I told him, I'm sorry. I just stormed out of the office. And I was able to listen. You know, knowing the Prince of Peace who came, he makes all the difference in our circumstances. And the fact is our circumstances may not necessarily change. It didn't change. It was the same situation and continue. It, it didn't get any better in terms of what it was. It went on to be what it was. But I had a different perspective. I had this calm of spirit that the Lord will take care. And he has it. That was a song that came to me then, but it was based on the relationship I had with the Lord. And I thought about it many times, and I said, God, if I didn't know you, what would I have done that day? And it seems simple. But what God is asking us to do is to invite this Prince of Peace, this gift he has given us into our daily turmoils. All of us, I know I don't have to ask after a while. I have a lot right now, a lot happening in my family. So when the Lord put it on Sister Anne's heart to pray, you know, my family, my extended family, he knows what he's doing and that's the God we serve, you know? So I know we're all there. And whether you believe my turmoil is bigger than yours or yours smaller than me, the fact is we all face it. But the Prince of Peace is here to see us through. That's why he came. It's not the tranquil. It's not just tranquility. He came to give us tranquility. Not just that, but tranquility 
in the midst of our circumstances. And when you read the Bible, it's all over. Where as much Jesus came as man and he dwelt among us, dwelt among us in our filthy, dwelt among us in our downtrodden state, he dwelt among us as we are now. And he never had it easy. His was a life of lots of turmoil. When you read the Bible, you wonder if Jesus ever had an easy day. And a lot of us, we will see, if we look on Jesus' life, we will realize Jesus never had an easy day. But he was at peace. Let's look at how he stayed in peace. A lot of times we read, we, we read in, especially in the, in the Gospels, and the crowds are pressing on he and 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 he he would come and he would preach to them and after he he preaches he disappears. Where's Jesus gone? You hear they say he's gone to be with his father. He's gone. He, Jamaicans would say take himself because he know, knows he needs to refuel and he needs to get back into that place with his father. <clears throat> I just want to share an illustration. Oh, before I go there, let me just highlight one other piece that we need to get to. We talk about getting our peace with God and so we're able to deal with our emotional peace and then we also talk about a relational peace, wanting to deal with our relationships, peace with others. When we have Prince of Peace in our lives, we can deal with other people. We are, all of us have issues. It's not easy to deal with everybody. We have relational peace. We have, we have relational issues in our families, at work, wherever. Because people are people at church, we have it, you know. So how do we deal with it? How do we overcome it? Again, we embrace the Prince of Peace. We we embrace what he does. As I said, I mentioned earlier that he takes himself away and he goes to the Father. Restricting. He goes to the Father. If Jesus has to do that, what about us? You know, when we're facing difficult situations, when we're facing issues with people who we will inevitably, we have it in our families, we, we as, as their, or their mothers, our fathers, our children, or whomever, we have it. Who do we go to? We go to our father. Jesus had to do it. We have to do it too, to keep in relation with him to keep in peace amidst the turmoil. As listening to a sermon some time ago, and the speaker gave this illustration. The speaker said, two painters were asked to paint a picture of peace in a contest. The price being a thousand dollars for the best material. Painter number one 
painted a picture and oh, what a serene portrait it was. It was a picture of a lake, the sun glistening off the lake so you could see the, the shine across the water. The water was still. The painting included a shepherd walking by, walking his sheep by this serene lake. Trees were on the side of the lake with birds in them and it was a picture of calm and tranquility and ease and peace. What a great picture. The second painter came out with his portrait and it wasn't like the first one. The sky was pitch black. Lightning was shooting through. The thunder was roaring. The waves on the water were billowing up and down. Boats that were on the water were being tossed about. Trees were blowing in the wind horrifically. It was a portrait of disaster. But in the corner, all the way at the bottom on the left-hand side of the portrait, right there at the edge of this horrific circumstance in life, was a little bird standing on a rock with its mouth open, songs coming out of its mouth, and one little light coming from the darkness of the cloud shining down on the bird as it sang in the midst of its darkness. Of course, when they made the decision about the portrait, they said the second man won with the dark surrounding because that's biblical peace. Nobody likes, nobody likes discontent, discord, turmoil. But that's really our world that we live in. We face that every day. But what? God gave us this gift that when we say yes to him, amidst the discontent and the turmoil, we can find And it's not a superficial song. It's not a song that's just being sung to, you know, let me just feel good for this moment. It's a deep-seated song that we'll find, that will come out amidst the turmoil. As a Christian, As a child of God, I believe it is important, it is imperative that I seek to garner this peace. Because if I am going to emulate this gift that God has given me, Jesus Christ, our Lord, he lived in perfect peace. And there's a scripture which says that we will be kept in perfect peace. I'm not quoting it, I'm paraphrasing. Whose mind is stayed on him. He lived in perfect peace, so we too can be in perfect peace. 
amidst the situations. So why not? Why not? I believe for us Christians, we are without excuse. And if we find that we are living in worry and anxiety most of the times, we know that we're on the wrong side. Yes, we always will have the turmoil, but where are we? Where is our soul living? Where is our heart? Where is our focus? Is it on the turmoil? Or is it on the one who has come to bring peace? Those of us, those of us who have not said yes to this Prince of Peace. As I said before, yes, there will always be turmoil. But this Prince of Peace has come to give us life and to give it to us so much more abundantly. One thing he said, why it is so important for me to, for us to, to say yes to this Prince of Peace that God has given us. When he was leaving the earth, soon, just before he died, went on the cross to die for our sins. He told his disciples. Whom did he tell? His disciples. And that's why I come right back to my text again. He say, the Prince of Peace has come on and he will give peace on whom his favor rests. He told his disciples, my peace I leave, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. He said, not as the world gave, not the nice, easy, tranquil peace that is temporary, but the peace that passes all understanding. His peace, the peace that amidst the turmoil, you can find rest. That is not normal. That is not earthly. That is not earthly. Only God can give that kind of peace that we can find when everything else is going a while. We can find that rest. Won't you opt for that gift? It's Christmas time. It's a time of receiving gifts. Won't you receive this gift? Open it. Open it. Partake of it, Christ our Lord, and see the many blessings and the peace that will come to you. These are my few words as I share in Jesus' name. Father God, Father God, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your peace that passes all understanding. It passes all understanding because it is not a natural peace 
that man, how we define peace, it passes all understanding because we can rise above our circumstances because you live, because we receive the gift of your son. So Father God, I pray today that this simple word, oh God, that as you anointed, Lord, to reach the hearers, God, that, Lord, it will not just be heard, but it will be acted upon. The simple word to receive this gift that you have sent us. Because, Father, when we know you, we truly know kingdom peace. We truly can experience peace. So, Father God, we leave everything in your hands. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.